Welcome to Join Gemma, the podcast where you join me, Gemma Tribe, and my various guests as we talk all things business, leadership, marketing, and more. Thanks for tuning in. Well, my guest on Join Gemma today is the lovely Marina from Iconic Creative, a marketing agency in Wollongong. Marina, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. It's really good to be on Join Gemma. Thank you. Now, you and I go way back. You've been a, a mentor of mine for 20 plus years. I think we've gotten to the stage where we just add the plus now and we haven't yes. had any more years. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> but you've taught me so much in um, everything from sales, radio promotions and just tons more. And I've I've always loved and appreciated that you've always just not held back. You've always shown me exactly what you do and break it down and then just kind of step back and cheer me on when I have a go. Um, I feel like there are literally a million topics that we could have talked about today and any one of those angles to do with marketing or, or more. But I've been reflecting a bit lately on just the importance of photography and especially at the moment where obviously digital marketing has been more important than ever. Um, yes. And just how how good photos are so important and in marketing myself I'm always always looking for good photos that help um, reach my target audience or tell my message um, or just adjust pleasing on the eye um, some of them you know don't necessarily have meaning but are just beautiful they're just pretty um, images <laughs> yeah and I guess you know when I think photography you come to mind because I know you've got that um, that art and design background but you're amazing at photography to the point where at my wedding I mean we had a wedding photographer but my favorite photo is one that you jumped in the car and took of us right at the end or I just it's it's my favorite photo it just looks amazing and I just feel like you've captured the mood perfectly can you share some ideas on on what makes a a good photo yeah definitely and you kind of hit it on the head when you said I captured the moment perfectly because good photography is about the moment it's a moment in time that you'll never get back and everyone can actually learn to be a good photographer and so for me and from like I've been doing photography for many 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 years since I went to art school went to college and studied photography so I was about 16 17 or 18 when I did that Uh, I'm not going to mention my age now but I've got quite uh, a broad background in photography worked with a photographic agency that did photos for models and weddings and all sorts of things however the photography I tend to do now with uh, iconic creative is is more focused on content creation which is perfect for social media instagram facebook uh, websites and anything that anyone needs and so what makes a good photo besides capturing the moment one of the main things is composition it's it's about telling a story within the confines of a single frame 
And one of the main secrets to this is actually called the rule of thirds. Have you ever heard of this before, Gemma, the rule of thirds? Yeah, I have. I mean, I'm no expert. I did a one-day kind of iPhone video (laughs) workshop where they couldn't emphasise this enough. And now I actually look for it and it makes sense. It like when does. I'm scrolling through Instagram and I look at photos, I, I go, oh, hang on, I know why that looks good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And and it's basically for those that may not know what the rule of thirds is, it's, it's like normally when you pick up a camera or a phone, and I'm going to talk about just using the phone at this point in time, it's natural for most people to just place the subject uh, in the centre of the frame. So whenever you take a photo, you always think, oh, yeah, I need to be in the centre of the frame or this building needs to be in the centre of the frame or the food needs to be in the centre of the frame. But this can actually make your photo look quite common, boring and the rule of thirds is about dividing your scene into th- into a three by three grid with equal size rectangles. So if you've got your phone in front of you and you're holding it, say, landscape horizontally, basically when you look at your phone, just visualise that there's two extra lines in the middle of your phone, not centred, but one on either side so that way each area is like a rectangle and so your sub your actual subject whatever it is that you want to take a photo of should actually be composed in one third of the frame or actually on the line even though there's not a physical line there you visualize that line you can actually draw it up you can draw your phone up on a piece of paper with a ruler just to get an idea of what I'm talking about and you know once that's happened um, in the third of the frame or on the line this automatically creates a more like you know dynamic image and actually allows the subject to shine in its environment like and to give you an idea have you ever when you're scrolling through say instagram or facebook and you see people that have gone on holidays and this is my pet hate i'm just going to be very real with you here this is my pet (laughs) hate where you're looking at people's photos and they're saying i'm in rome and you can't see anything of rome all you see is their heads that's all you see in the frame or i'm in you know switzerland and you can't see anything it's just their heads smiling at you and that's why the rule of thirds makes for a better photo because when you think about it if you want to be in the photo you should position yourself or the subject say on a third of that you know frame and that way it allows the subject to shine in its environment so you can see the mountains of Switzerland with your heads there or you can see uh, something that you're trying to photograph with the environment around it and it just makes the image tell a, a story and it's the same principle when taking say a landscape photo as it's more interesting to put either the landscape or the sky in two thirds of the frame to give it more emphasis as opposed to having say the horizon smack bang in the middle of of your photo. You know, most people tend to think, I need it to be in the middle. You see the ocean and the sky. But when you position it, say if you've got your phone, you know, horizontally again and you're taking a photo, it's better to either make the background appear like there's more happening in the background at the top say in the sky or for the land to appear that there's a lot more happening and there's less sky and it just Mm. make it pretty much makes 
the image stand out even more. And another tip, besides the rule of, you know, thirds, one of the main tips to get a good image, especially for social media, is to actually reduce clutter. And I'm not talking about just putting, say, a bowl of fruit on a plain background with nothing around it. It's more about um, anything anything that's in the background that takes away, like, the attention away from your subject is going to be too cluttered. So one way to do that is to have your subject in the foreground and to have, say, the clutter in the background. And this is where using things like shallow depth of field helps because the background actually blurs to allow the focus to be on the main attraction and that makes the image actually stand out so it doesn't look as cluttered and Mm. yeah it's really really good and for me personally I love doing photojournalism or taking pictures while I'm on holidays to tell a story or things like that and photojournalism can be with people or places and another tip is just watching and waiting waiting for that moment and you mentioned how I took that photo of you and Dan in you know the beautiful car it was one of the photos I think you guys were kissing or you were looking at the camera and you were about to kiss and I just captured it that that was quite quick but I saw a moment and I just thought everything looked perfect (laughs) and I just had to take it and so sometimes there's no time and you just have to take a picture and sometimes if that's the case you take more than one photo so most photographers if they're taking pictures of weddings or parties or any special occasion they always take lots and lots of photos because out of those photos you're sure to capture a moment however one of the most difficult traits or one of the most difficult things in photography and a lot of photographers say it's difficult is street photography and the the reason why they say it's difficult is you could be watching and waiting and all of a sudden something happens and you've just got to be ready for it you've got to take it and more often than not the image can be blurred the image may not work out but if you've if you know in your head what you want to capture you're able to capture it. It's just having a vision of what you're trying to achieve and then just waiting for that moment. And it could be an emotion or it could be the way the light falls on a subject to create interest and to tell a story. So the five tips to get good photography for social media or anything, number one, composition which is the thirds, the rule of the thirds. Number two is light. And light could be dark or light. It could be anything depending on the mood because light can create a mood. And if you're just using a mobile phone, it normally takes it automatically. However, if you're using a a proper DSLR camera, you're going to need to know how to use your ISO. You're going to need to know how to use pretty much, you know, everything in manual mode to capture the image. Timing, that's where you capture the moment. Timing is very important. And finding that story within what you're trying to capture. And and one of the main things, which is most people don't talk about, uh, which is a given, especially for social media, is processing, editing the image, editing it to make it look how you want it to look. And yeah, so these, these are pretty much, I'd say my five 
points to capture a good photograph but there's like within all those five points I could talk for hours <laughs> on mm. each one and, and you know I'd either bore you or I'd grab your attention so so <laughs> we'd probably have to talk about this another time <laughs> yeah absolutely and uh, like I, I guess it, it's always um, it's always difficult in marketing to work out whether you're going to take your own photos or use stock images or a, a bit of both and I suppose yes. there's, there's good and bad to both um, do you have a preference either way are you a strictly you know you like to kind of take your own and control the message or, or you've used both I've actually used both because it all depends on on what you're trying to the story you're trying to tell or the brand you're trying to promote or the company just to give you an idea I oversee a number of social media accounts for different businesses and each business is completely different to the next and so one business is predominantly about promoting up and coming events and so with that things have to be created in in one sense so I will post images that have been designed up by a graphic designer or I will use an app or template-based apps that will help me create the advertisement for the up-and-coming event. However, in that same, say, social media account, I will also post real photos that have been specifically taken of the event uh, using either a mobile phone or a professional camera for this client and will then also post them. So it all depends on what you're trying to portray with your social media account. And for me personally, like I've got a number of fun accounts that I like. I've got my own personal account and my personal account just says, this is me, uh, this is what I do. And when I post things, I, I post... I break it up. I'll post something personal where I'll put a post personal image of myself or something I'm doing and I'll tell a little story about it. And then I may post something uh, or somewhere I've been and it's not necessarily me in the photo, but I just love this tree or this flower or this building and I'll post and I'll write about what I'm doing. And then another image is I'll post something I'm doing at work. So that's my personal account. So I I try and keep it interesting or I'll post something I've purchased or I'll post something I've eaten, which most people do in their personal social media accounts. However, for a specific business, I would I would say use both and I'd say I would I'd probably like to maybe give some tips and some good editing apps that people could get their hands on and mm. there's a few out there there's quite a few out there and all depends on on what you're comfortable with so I'd say do your research and if you've got a pen and paper handy you can write these down some of the popular apps to use for editing images whether it's on your phone or on your desktop is PixArt which is P-I-C-S art one word another one snapseed and this is another one that most people have heard of adobe lightroom and a lot of photographers and designers use adobe lightroom to fix their image up but for me personally if i'm taking a quick photo on my phone and i want to post something 
I'll use a photo editing app that's on my phone. It's called Camera 360. It's one word, Camera 360. And when you click onto that and you open it, they give you, you know, options to use where you can instantly just change something like smooth your face or, you know, do something else. But I prefer not to use those. I actually use, it's called Edit Photo. That's the option. So when you click on to Edit Photo, it gives you options to adjust everything. So you can adjust the exposure, you can adjust the brightness, you can adjust layering. And if you are using, say, the edit portion or the edit photo option in the camera 360, I would always recommend that you take your photos in raw format as opposed to just, um, when I mean raw, uh, it allows basically raw holds more memory in the image so your image might look flat when you take it and you look at it in the in your camera or your phone but when you actually go to edit it it's actually got so much memory you can actually control the contrast you can see more in the image you can lighten it or brighten it and it actually makes the image become more lifelike it it brings it to life and I, I think it's a really good app to use if you don't if you're time poor, if you don't have much time. However, if you've got a lot of time, I'd use Adobe Lightroom or Snapseed or something like that because you have a lot more control, especially if you're doing uh, high-end professional images that could be used for big, you know, print work or if you're using it for art photography and you're trying to sell art and things like that. So I'd, I'd go for that kind of stuff. But photos mm. for, say, digital marketing and going back to using either your own photos or using um, other people's images, I'd recommend stock libraries because there's a lot of stock libraries out there that actually offer free images. However, my picks for say social media you could use there's a couple of apps there's one called pexels which is p-e-x-e-l-s unsplash which is a good one they're really good photos of anything so you can search say for food or a specific type of food and it'll come up and then you can use it to promote whatever you want to promote another one is burst so these ones offer free stock libraries and the images are incredible it's the stuff that people pay for for you know marketing campaigns when they're looking through stock images and another thing i'd use if you are trying to promote a brand or to say a message or you've got a specific color and look and you want to keep things consistent is using things like canva most people have heard of Canva. They've already got they've got templates and designs, and you can just you can change the font, and you can add your own images, or they've got stock images within their, you know, their system that you can grab onto and put text overlay. Another one's Easel, which is E A S I L. It's it's similar to Canva, and a, and another one called Pablo. These are all fantastic. So it all really depends on what your message is the look you're going mm. for who your target market is so before you even decide on what you want to use you have to know what your vision is what you're trying to achieve who you're trying to target whether it's a personal account or whether it's a business account 
or whether it's a hobby account that you're playing with and you just want to experiment it's it's really good you know before I even um, went on to Instagram I tested Instagram by trialing and opening up different accounts and seeing what I could do what I couldn't do and then everything changes the algorithm changes and then how they do things change and then you think oh no and nothing's working and so everything's a learning curve it's but photography going back to your question photography they you know that saying a picture tells a thousand words it really it really does and I like I'll follow accounts if it's for me personally I'll follow accounts that's scenic you know travel accounts because I love to travel or plant accounts because I love plants and and I love relaxing and looking at these things and or or dreaming Mm. and don't laugh but whenever I decide to go on a holiday I don't go to the travel agent I go on Instagram (laughs) and yeah one of the best places to go because of the beautiful images that are on Instagram so you know to answer your question photography is so important Mm. and I think it's um you know we need so many of them that we kind of you know we end up having to draw on both I mean like you said the quality of the image and and the purpose behind it's so important but I know that I just need so many I can keep up with you know having having enough of what I need um and doing regular shoots and all that kind of thing I'm I'm still finding I I need to supplement it with with stock images I always find it hilarious when you know if someone's left an organization or something and people don't want to use the photo even though it's cleared and whatever and I think but the people in the stock images never worked there but no one seems to have a problem with us using those but there is always kind of that challenge yeah um but you know and sometimes like you said they they've got lots of layers of meaning and sometimes they're just beautiful and catch your eye and that's what you yeah. need so um but you know I, I guess I've seen from you as well firsthand just how much goes into setting up these images and I'm thinking of um a several hour long photo shoot we did um with a few different plates oh, yes. of food <laughs> you might recall <laughs> and and lots of um things I'd never seen of you know stuffing of cotton balls yeah and, spraying on liquid and all kinds of food photography is another (laughs) kettle of fish there and and something you know with food photography you can't just uh you can't just take a photo and think it's going to work and in most people do it in cafes and it does work because they've learned the art of the the rules of thirds they've learned the art of placing the subject in front and making the background blurry with depth of field and having the right lighting so people are learning but if you're doing a food shoot say for a recipe book or for a particular you know whatever it is a restaurant or cafe you've actually you've got to be very mindful of how that's going to look and you think it's going to look fine but sometimes with food shoots less is more and you do have to use particular types of you know ingredients and things to make the food look glossy because you know even with ice cream when you're shooting ice cream you've got to shoot it quick we had to do ice cream sandwiches for a recipe book and and we had to wait for the cookies to cool before we you know the cookies were made we had a chef cooking it all up and and i had to place it in there's so many different ways i had to place these 
you know, ice cream sandwiches before they melted and to get the best photo. And that's why we always say take lots and lots of photos. And something else you mentioned if you are, you know, you've got your own social media account, if you can afford the investment, it's worth getting a professional photographer to help get images, especially say that if it's yourself that you're promoting and you're trying to promote an aspect of yourself and what you're doing, uh, you know, for your future goals and things like that. People love looking at people. People like finding it not just looking at beautiful images of scenery and looking at food or plants i notice the most engagements i get is when i when i post a picture of myself and 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 the crazy Mm. thing is i don't usually post that many pictures of myself because i i like being behind the lens as opposed to in front of the lens and i can even we have to talk about this next time tips on how to stand and you know pose for a picture and things like that Mm -hmm. and the do's and the don'ts of what you should and shouldn't do but it is worth the investment in getting a professional photographer but before you do that Mm -hmm. having a vision do up a vision board of what you would like others to see about your brand or about you or about whatever you're trying to promote and then when you speak with the photographer the photographer should actually ask you these questions so that way when they come in to take a photo they can say okay we should do this photo here this is what you should be wearing you know there's all this so many different aspects to look at but when you're doing a photo shoot if especially if it's about you you should have a number of different outfits a number of different places that you do the shoot so that way you have at least a couple of hundred images ready to go and so before you even post you should even do have a plan and basically say okay this is my plan i know sometimes you need to do things on the fly because things are happening here and now but there's also things that you need to plan for ahead of time and say you know this month this is coming up i'm going to have this ready this is when i'm going to post and that's where you need to have the images ready whether it's stock images or whether it's photos taken from a professional photographer or whether it's photos you've taken yourself um just being planned and knowing the story you're going to tell can make a world of difference and can I say, can we just go back to those ice cream sandwiches? I didn't realize. I I thought that was a stock oh. image. I love I loved that photo. I didn't realize you oh. took that photo, and it kind of seeing that image actually inspired this whole podcast because I thought I just loved looking at that photo. Oh. I love that. I tell you what, Gemma, um, it tasted as and... good as it looked <laughs> because the ice cream was melting <laughs> and we had to eat ice cream it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hope you didn't have too many cotton Actually, balls stuffed under it. Actually, not for that one. To, uh, not for that one. The only ones you need cotton <laughs> balls or things stuffed under it is if, um, is if it's, I find with mushy things, mushy things are really hard to take photos of, whether it's mashed potatoes or, and seriously, some things can look absolutely disgusting and it's knowing how to dress it up and there was one image uh, I'll have to send you a link of this recipe book that we did for a client and it was a community cookbook we hired a professional chef to actually test the recipes we had to call every person individually to double check that everything was correct because when people put their own recipes in things aren't always as they seem and the the chef's going this doesn't make sense (laughs) we do it we cook it uh and sometimes when you cook it 
because we haven't got an image of what the recipe is going to look like, uh, it doesn't look the best. And and our chef at the time, he's saying, how are you going to make this look good? And I said, I know. And it's just tricks by using, you know, it, it looked brown and it didn't look the best, you know, <laughs> it just kind of looked wrong. And I realised, you know, by using fresh ingredients, adding green, adding, you know, um, little embellishments, whether it's cutting up shallots to it and having, you know, just placing it a certain way and, you know, can make a huge difference. The, the recipe, it was, it turned from bland to beautiful and our chef was just totally mm-hmm. amazed. So there's a lot of food styling that goes on and, and when I, I'll ha- I am going to be posting more of the recipe shots that I took. I'm just taking my time because I don't want it to all be food, you know, on my feed. But yeah, but you'll be blown <laughs> away. I'm, I'm so proud of that shoot. And, you know, it's just, it's just amazing, you know, what you can learn from looking at other people's images. I highly recommend even Googling things, researching what other photographers do. It, you can learn. It's so easy to learn. But real, really, photography and the story is in the eye of the beholder. The person behind the lens, every photographer, there are so many incredible photographers out there, every photographer sees things differently. You can try and copy a photographer and how they do things, but you will never do it exactly how they do it because every photographer sees the world differently and that's why every photographer's Mm. images are amazing it's it's just amazing Mm. absolutely and thank you so much for the tips you've shared like composition light timing finding the story processing these and all the different sites that you gave us are just such practical advice thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today if people want to see your work um where well i've got my own personal account i only started that a year ago i took a long time starting my own account so i will be posting a lot of my photographic work on there eventually a lot of my photographic work is owned by the client so unless I've got permission from them I I can't usually post them however I have from time to time so my personal account is underscore Marina Bian which is M-A-R-I-N-A B-I-A-N I do have a work account and that one is under I'll have to bring it up sorry Gemma <laughs> I'll just bring it up while I'm talking to you <laughs> oh, hold on da, 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 da. and that one's just iconic with a double I C-O-N-I-C I have a another account which is takeaway talk and that's one word takeaway talk and that one is also, it's, it's like a, you know, vu, vu, what do they call it? Um, Zoom vodcast. Vodcast. Uh, and we talk about real things there. And with that one, I have ad, used uh, stock images as well as real images. It all depends on what it's called for at the time. So that one just gives you an idea of a blended use there and I've also got a travel account which unfortunately haven't been able to travel for some time and that one's called life.scapes so um yeah a little bit of everything with that and so like I said I've I've started 
Oh, we seem to have um, lost you, uh, Marina. So we'll wrap that up there. And I just want to take the opportunity to thank Marina again for all the tips and advice and hope you'll join me next time on Join Gemma. Thanks very much for...